and welcome to The Good, The Bad and The Worst, a podcast where we watch movie trilogies and decide which film is a whiny film nerd with a letterboxed account instead of a personality. I'm your host, Griner, and joining me today... Yeah, I am that whiny nerd with a letterboxed account, but I'm excited because we're bringing back the legacy characters, we're making it matter, with the original, the original Jamie Lee's here. And I'm the original Jamie Lee, Luke Morgan, and I got stabbed a billion times, got dumped by my famous wife, and crawled into a bottle. I think it's to say I'm on the safe to say I'm on the suspect list. Of course, we're catching up on Scream. We did Scream one through four previously, uh, and since then they've come out thick and fast with two new Scream films, Scream five and six. Yeah, uh, we're just gonna cover cover them off tonight, boys. What's the future of Scream? I, can these movies go on forever as they are? Do we eventually get a, you know, a humanoid scream mask person whose face is all disfigured and is inbred or something and as the as the villain? Because I would love to see this series just get really weird with it. I don't think it's going to happen. I'll, I'll go first before the horror expert. But yeah, can't tell me I why I'm an the, idiot. But <laughs> I had the opposite thought when watching this movie. I just had this thing where I was like, like obviously, I feel like you know this has had a refresh. I feel like it's got legs underneath it again after it had sort of died down um, quite a bit. Um, but I really do like and give credit to this series that they haven't changed the look that they, they can have this thing where it's like he's the MCU of screen costumes and it's like the same costume mm. nine times. <laughs> um, and to see that the original mask in this one was all weathered and like cracked, I think that added to it. I think that looked really cool. And it made me, you know, when I just Googled all the Halloween masks over the years and the goofy looking ones that they yeah. got over, over a couple of those spinoffs, um, it made me be like... No, this is this is iconic for a reason. Like this mask is iconic. This look is iconic. I'm glad that they don't really change it. Obviously, you can make slight adjustments, like they did with the weathered mask in this. But they I want this a shotgun. To... Yeah, mm. exactly. Get a little weird with it like that, but maybe not. Just a person with a really long mouth. <laughs> Just <laughs> weird. <laughs> yeah, know. I was I was reminded a bit of the Halloween one where the Halloween remake in 2018 came back and had the original mask and it was all sort of burned and with same deals weathered out. And I was like, it adds an element to it. Now, I think as long as horror exists as a genre and exists as like a profitable genre, there is a Scream movie for every year. Like, I think about other franchises. If we can get, if, if we can turn Fast and Furious into like flying cars, saving people as they fall out of planes sort of things, like we can do a meta-horror Thing. I think if any of those franchises that we sort of got now have legs, this one doesn't. Horror has like that, you know, horror was kind of the granddaddy of this. Like there are 12 Friday the 13th films. Like mm-hmm. there are about eight or nine Halloweens, not including remakes. Like horror has this, has a long run of just, you can do the same formula over and over again. You change the window dressing and it works. Like but people you know when to walk away and come back. Know yeah, when to and... leave the room for a bit and then and... come back. Yes, yeah, and that's kind of what this did. Like, it, it stopped, came back, stopped, came back, and it, it's it been reignited, I think, now where, you know, Five talks a lot about elevated horror, and it's like, well, we don't need... And it's kind of that awareness of, what this is a slasher, this isn't that, and it's exploring that point. And then Six is all about, this is now a franchise. This isn't just a trilogy or a quadrilogy anymore. This is something bigger. Like, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, as, as long as... Because horror, horror as a medium exists, it reflects the concerns of the time it reflects things that are going on and so as long as that's ha- scream especially is just yeah. a commentary on the state of horror movies so. well, exactly right so as long as horror is just exists and is naturally doing that scream will always can sort of always has a space to like then reflect the reflection yeah. whether or not like it might get weird like you say horror also has that history of some of the friday 13th and nightmare on elm streets get bizarre and they go down weird paths you know, Fred, like Jason went to space in one of those movies. Like, yeah. So it could get wacky, but I think it'll, there'll always be a room for it. Yeah. Well, I wonder if these movies won't get wacky, though. Like, they, they could have made Scream 5 and Elevated Horror, but chose not to. Scream mm. 6 doesn't, like, while it talks a lot about being a franchise and it definitely pulls those franchise elements in, has the callbacks to the history, it's still a Scream movie at its heart. It's still a slasher. It yeah. is. And I, yeah, I wonder... Um, 
I lost my train of thought. Continue on. I'll, I'll, if right. I remember it, I'll jump back in. All right. Well, let's kick it off with some stats. Stats, 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 stats. We got Scream, Scream 5 came out in 2022. Is it Scream 5 or is it just Scream 2022? It's officially just Scream, but call, yeah. it, Scream. call it Scream 5. It's, it's like... Yeah, it's bad. They should have called it Scream 5. Uh, Scream 5 had a budget of $24 million, made $137 million. Uh, Scream 6, budget of $35 million, has so far made $116 million, been out for two weekends. That's it's a, big. It's a pretty big turnaround. These, I mean, horror movies are still one of the more profitable film genres, right? Like you can make a small horror film and make money on it. Unlike a yeah. small action film or yeah, last romantic year was the- comedy, like yeah, 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 Shazam, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Super I mean, yeah. like my favorite talking point of last year was Barbarian being this tiny budget thing. You know, like Skinnerink made on like twenty thousand dollars is made like over a million dollars. Terrifier too, similar deal. Like, yeah. it's kind of like the narrative of the industry is like these horror films just make money everywhere. It is. It's a big leap though. Like. For this movie come out within two weeks has made almost as much as its predecessor. That's well, it's I don't done, know, that's done well. I mean the last one it's not like the last one was in the pandemic times, but it was sort of I don't know, it was only a year ago, wasn't it? So Yeah. I feel like it was pushed though because of the pandemic times, right? It I think it was, it was pushed because oh, oh, there's no way they've Turned around They've turned them around very quickly. If yeah, like, like you can't. Yeah, I mean you can. Though. That's kind of the beauty of it as well. Like it's not too difficult to make these, but it probably would have been because what's a, but uh, General Taylor is very busy, so I don't know if she would have time to make everything she's made and this. Yeah, it's interesting to think that she was she would have been cast in Scream Five as a basically a nobody, and mm. then, uh, with Wednesday and all her other stuff, like she's super popular now. She yeah, she has exploded. She's um. She's a really cool final girl as like sort of the final girl for the TikTok generation because I think yeah. a lot of the reason why she's blown up is because of that. Like she's, yeah. she's relevant to them. She gets shared a lot. Like Wednesday is a viral sensation because of that. So she's kind of like, she's even like a younger movie star than Zendaya. She's, um, but she really is kind of like the, yeah, she's, she's like that, that final girl of this, of, yeah, the generation even further down, which is pretty fascinating because she's really good in the role. Like, she's very, yeah, she's, she's got that real, like, sort of childlike innocence. You know, what I mean, she's like yeah. four foot tall or something, she's very tiny, yeah. tiny, yeah, but um, she's really good in this, yeah. To put it in, into perspective, Screen 4 uh, had a budget of 40 million and it made only 97 million, so yeah, I mean, inflation and things, I, maybe it's not as profitable, mm. but. Seems seems like it was definitely on a downhill trend, and this this these requels have done really well to reboot the franchise. Mm, mm. Yeah, interesting. Mm. Not bad, not bad. Good numbers. Critical okay. reception sixty on Metacritic, and then sixty one. So both very very similar on Metacritic. That's, I feel like the general consensus outside of that though has been so much more positive for this. Then like, so yeah. the, the the audience from the audience perspective, Scream Six was like seventy six, and Scream Five was like fifty nine. Like it was, there was yeah. definitely a much bigger gap there for the audience reception. Yeah, yeah. Because I saw a few um, a few outlets that were like giving these nines and tens, like really praising this movie, hmm. and were really talking about how like, this is the reboot we need. Yeah. So I was um, surprised to see the meta score was as it. Yeah, like equal. Not to go back to another score, but Rotten Tomatoes um, has Scream 5 as 76 and then Scream 6 as 77. So that's, yeah, the same sort of story. It's fun parody, yeah. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, I had the same thought that I thought the general consensus was that 6 was better, critically, Mm. at least. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, after Scream 5, I was ready to come in here and say, I hate Scream movies, but anyway. Yeah, he was not keen to go (laughs) to Scream 6. Should we get into it? Can I ask before that? Can I ask what your reception was to like? Sorry, what the the viewing experience was like? I was like this. I'm pretty sure a ghost face killed someone down like in the third row, but the whole crowd were going nuts for it. Yeah, I don't know if it was not again. Not Not again. (laughs) (laughs) They've got to stop doing this. Jada Pinkett Smith was there. That's all I know. But um, yeah, no. Uh, Will Smith too. He slaps slaps some people. (laughs) It was all right. 
It was all right. Um, I don't think it was anything crazy or so. We, we had oh. to travel again to a bigger town to see this movie because it's not coming to our tiny town until the end of the month. Our local horror films. Or our podcast. They don't get the movies in that we want to watch. It's terrible. Um, but so it's a really nice cinema. And it, this one was a good experience, much better than Creed because we had a really shitty audience for that movie. But yeah, this movie yeah. was... They were pretty quiet. They were pretty good, but there wasn't. It wasn't really much atmosphere there. I wouldn't say people weren't about- screaming at kills or like it's. I don't. It's even though this is, film isn't really something like that um, mm. for jump scares. I find personally, but yeah, um, yeah I, I, it seems like everyone enjoyed enjoyed it, and it was a decent sized audience from memory. But yeah, yeah, okay. Mine was a mine was a not a huge. Like it was a it was a V Max, it was a big cinema, and it was oh, I was decently full, but I was expecting it to be kind of stilted. But it ended up like people were cheering towards in the final showdown. It was like there was energy in there. People were like like clapping and really yeah. getting into it, like screaming at parts. It's like oh, and like this isn't a movie that's these movies aren't overly atmos- atmospheric in terms of you don't sort of on the edge of your seat like waiting for the jump scare. It's it's kind of that that horror that there's it's startling, but it's not so much like generally terrifying. And so, I, at least for me, I didn't have that issue of like everyone shut up, you're ruining the mood. It was like, no, this movie's kind of like you're kind of cheering them on, and you're you partly. I feel like these movies are way more fun than horror. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. They're, it's they're, a weird they're... film where I don't know what's like when I remember watching the original Scream, I remember like even the opening scene being like, oh, this is pretty messed up, and there is like horror to to that, but yes. um. Especially the last couple, I feel like it's way more just like this pop culture sort of film that's like everyone enjoys. And it's like, I feel like someone could really dislike horror films and enjoy a Scream film. Still enjoy this. And this is like, could be their their gateway drug to horror sort of thing. I, I guess that's part of the horror. Like it's it's the horror that's more like, yeah, the violence is upsetting and it's like, oh, people are getting killed. And it makes sense in a film that's all, it's aware that it's a horror film it makes sense that you're enjoying that more than you are scared by it because it's constantly remi- telling you, hey, here's the scary part. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard to almost, it's hard to be surprised and shocked in this movie because it's like, it literally warns you when stuff's going to happen or it, it, you know, it telegraphs everything's going to happen. So it, yeah. it is more, it is more fun than anything else. It's, it's calling out its formula the whole way through. You're yeah. just kind of along for the ride and you're still trying to figure it out as you go, obviously, just like the characters are, but it's and not. Yeah. Is that. Is that why you think it is, Conan? Like, do you think, because we're not watching like Halloween and being like, oh, who is it? Who's the killer? Like, is it like, is it because it's this whodunit to it where it sort of makes it this fun mystery that you're trying to solve throughout the film as well and being like, oh, what twists are they going to do here or anything? But like, yeah, talking about these two specifically, that was the big takeaway I had from watching number six. So I was, I think I've mentioned, I don't usually get like, I don't try to solve mysteries in movies. I don't try to guess who's, I don't try to solve mysteries. I don't try to guess killers. I don't try to solve the case. As in bad for doing it or bad because you always get it. Oh, I, I'm literally the entire time in my head speculating pathways. Yes, yeah. Like, yeah. Like I'm, I'm like that with professional wrestling, man. I'm watching a match, and being like, "Oh, this person's going to come out with a steel chair." So, like the any time I, I watch the these old... films, I don't know if it's some weird thing where I'm like, "I am smarter than these people." I'm like, "It's going to be that person and this mm. person," because we won't expect it to be that person. And then, yeah, yeah, I usually no, don't get it. Yeah, like I don't, I just I for whatever reason I can ease, I switch that part of my brain off, and so I don't. I'll just go through. I'll be like, I had no idea anything was going, what was coming because I wasn't thinking about it. In number six, I was a lot more kind of aware of it and I was like and I called it about halfway through or about two thirds of it and I was like oh yeah I think that was I think that is part of the appeal now is like the how are they going to ha- rehash things how are they going because these ones are obviously almost they're re- they're so they're they're ripping not only on all horror but on their form like on two and one and yeah so I think with that part of it is like how will they subvert that how will they channel that how will they yeah and how will they still surprise me like with these, with this, with these entries, there is a lot more of that like puzzle box nature to it. I think, which um, mm. I think is part of the fun, definitely. Like, I think yeah. audiences do come into it being one, like trying to figure that out. Because again, the characters are the characters are all like, who's why that who's coming back for us? How's that connection? Like, so you're along with the ride for that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's I, get in. 
I'll I'll just last thing I'll say. Well, I'll talk about more when we go into the actual films. But I feel like my whole guessing thing is because I'm waiting for someone to come back, and I keep assuming it's them, and then it's never them. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Scream five. Twenty five years after a streak of brutal murders shocked the quiet town of Woodsboro, California, a new killer dons the ghost face mask and begins targeting a group of teenagers to resurrect secrets from the town's deadly past. Yeah, he does. Boopy. Yeah, they do. Oh, don't spoil. spoil. Oh, whoops. <laughs> they say it from the start that there's going to be two killers, right? Like it's. I know. It's, it's I keep. Key. Yeah. Keep I kept expecting there not to be. Yes. Yeah. The whole time I was like, "Oh, they're going to do one this time," but uh, I was I, I was played. Maybe I tried to. Oh, I hope they do in the one. Go all out. They all four. Maybe the next <laughs> one's the core every, four. Every, everybody's the killer. Except the main character. <laughs> um, this movie, I like this movie. Screen Five is good. I did not enjoy this movie. I don't know if it was just the the mood I was in. I wasn't focused on the movie. Maybe these are movies I should go see in the cinema because I think I I enjoyed. Well, I definitely enjoyed Six More. Mm. But yeah, I just I don't know. I other than Dewey Dewey's death, like none of it felt very brutal or exciting. I don't know. It just didn't didn't click with me. I can't remember. Did you like? You're a fan of the first one, right? Not particularly. Like these aren't no. my favorite movies ever. I'll 100 percent admit that. I'm not a big into horror movies at all. So yeah. while I understand the meta narrative they're going for, I don't appreciate it that much. Um, I guess yeah. if you, and I guess if you're not a big fan of because the Scream Five is really like it's a, it's riffing on all the energy of the first one. Yeah, you know, like the killer reveals are almost are essentially the same. Like it's yeah. very much like this is the same beat. So if you didn't like the first one that much, it's kind of hard to like. It'll be hard to be like, oh yeah, this is gonna be great. This is the Force Awakens of the Scream series. Like it's very much like we're doing a new hope. Yeah, you know, I, I don't have any nostalgia for the first film in particular. I think I only really watched it for this podcast, like not that long ago. Yep. So like, yeah, I can totally, un- I totally get that. Like. I think Force Awakens is kind of a crap movie if you haven't seen, if you don't have any nostalgia for the original trilogy. That's just blasphemy, but yeah, I, like <laughs> I see your point. It's it very much like you know we even end up in this the same house, the original, yes. yeah. them in the same kitchen, reenacting the same scenes. Like everyone is a relative of like the original characters, or is the original characters. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I I don't know. I really liked it. This one, I felt like it. Not the four was necessarily bad. I quite enjoyed four, even. Yeah, I like four. You know, I I did enjoy four, but like this felt really good to come back after after a while to come back to this when this came out last year and be like, okay, no, cool, screams back. Like I'm I'm in the mood for this. Um, yeah. I like some of the changes that they made with it. And, you know, they did kill off some important characters that had always been there, like Captain Doofy. But um, <laughs> like it's you know I, I enjoy it. There's, there's so much, so many shout outs in this to like just like Wes, like you know Carpenter. Mm. There's just so much yeah. more, like trivia, like and character names and stuff like that. It's, it's yeah, it's it's dripping in it. Yeah, it's you're right. Dream. It, it kind of was like it's my it's my my bloody dream. It um it is kind of the perfect. It's the reason why the Halloween remake worked as well i think we talked about mm-hmm. it at length he's like it is a, like i say coming back to it after a period of time you're getting refreshed on the franchise and so you're being sort of reminded of all the things that you liked in the first place like it's all the elements of the first film that works but it's also updated for a modern audience so it's really got that like it's ripping but but advancing. it's why requels work because it's like it's both familiar and also changing it. It's not a complete remake. It's not a complete sequel. Like it's a really nice spot to come back into and go, yeah, there's still life in this franchise. If you sort of jury, like Jerry rig it like that. It, um, yeah, I, I, it, I think it works really as in a meta, in a meta narrative, like it works so well. And I think it's kind of what the, the guys who made this, the two directors, they're part of like a, a troop, I guess you call it called radio silence, which have made a bunch of horror things. And kind of they're they're kind of injecting that interesting life into it that makes it feel a bit more updated. Like they're horror makers of the twenty first century. You know, Wes Craven is like an is an OG. He is 
one of, if not the greatest horror director ever, but he's from a different time. So having Radio Silence make it like has updated sensibilities. It feels a little bit more, like it just resonates with people a bit more. I wonder if that's why Scream 4 didn't do so well because and it felt, yeah, a little bit outdated. First Scream without Wes Craven, obviously, yeah. since he'd passed. And yeah, I, I don't know. I think they honor him pretty well, like mm. with the shout outs, the original and everything like that. And I don't know. I really, really enjoy um, like Wes's death and like everything in that house like it's broad daylight it's in the house he goes has a shower it's like that scene has tension i feel like more than a lot of the screen feel, films do like oh kevin like oh my god what's going to happen or is this going to happen or is this person going to accidentally stab this person it was like mm. a really really good scene i felt like for tension and everything like that but yeah i'm interested granny you said there's not that much none of the kills are that interesting because this is the one that the kills are a lot more i think like are intense like wes's death the knife just kind of goes slowly through his neck and you see it pop yeah. out the other side. There's a lot more of that. There's a lot more sort of lingering on... Just the body horror almost of uncomfortableness. Like, yeah. yeah, and like you see exactly what the damage it's doing and you go, oh, this is... Like it's more uncomfortable than... The other ones are just like stab, stab, stab or a car or something like yeah, I don't know. Like you're right, they're at this. They're a lot slower, and yeah, you're just seeing them slowly slide this knife in, and mm. like yeah, I get, there is something appealing to that, I guess. I just, I just don't know what it is. <laughs> these like these movies, I think in particular, I just don't like them that much. I don't, okay. I don't care that much for the stabbing killer who just stab, 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 and moves on. Like there's so, generally nothing that exciting about it. I don't know. So What's much- more terrifying than that, though? What's more terrifying than anything with some tension? Like, wow. Let's see the tension build up. I don't think there's that much tension in these movies. I don't. No, and I, I, get, I get what you're saying on that. So do you much rather, like, Halloween, say, the new Halloween trilogy? I enjoyed it more, film, yeah. You much yep. more enjoyed that than yep. Scream. Okay. True. I, so like, I liked like- Barbarian. I liked, like, I like... Um, get out like I, I don't know that was my favorite scary movie when we did that last time right but mm-hmm. you use the term <laughs> elevated horror to describe the horror you like i guess so yeah you would I guess so, so. Would. I'm, I'm, I'm pretentious <laughs> that way yeah you, you, you should get a letterbox account yeah so what a year what i you, should you would thrive on there <laughs> what about the did, did you like the opening scene with general Ortega? Yeah, the conversation. Like, I didn't, mm. I didn't mind that. Like, it was, it was pretty good. Like, that was one of the notes I wrote down. That, you know, this "Do you like scary movies?" turns into an extended phone call about elevated horror. Like, that's kind of fun, and that's, you know, obviously that's very meta and very of today. Um, I think it's one of the, the better like scream openings in recent memory, at least. Like, and I don't even, even just aesthetically, I really like. There's like it's an ominous looking house, like in the dark at night, and it's like you've got the because you know, obviously this I feel like this was the first movie where people were like, how's he going to call people? Like it's like that yeah. phone ringing is going to be different because now we're all on our iPhones, yeah. Um, yeah, and everything like that. And there's obviously texting involved in this, which is just to be like, hey, we're up to date and all that sort of stuff. But people still answer their phones. I feel like most anxious teenagers these days just wouldn't answer their phones. Like if it was. Oh, I guess they show. It's a known caller and it's their friend. Yeah. Yeah. If it was unknown, no, you're not answering that. Yeah, no. You're I, had three, I, I had three of those today that I didn't answer, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it does a good job of like updating, like you say. And, you know, it has the security thing where it's like you're doing it on your smartphone. Yeah. And how that, that's sort of being undone by like by its own nature. Yeah. Like that, that That's a nice element to it. And then it's inverted, of course, because she doesn't die. She gets stabbed, but she... You know, this is the first one where you have an opening scene where they, they she doesn't die. Yeah. 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 What, no. what about, what about, well, what do we think of all the new cast though? You know, you've obviously got what would go on to be the core four. So you've got the twins. You've got like Jenna and a sister. You, you've got Jack Quaid, you know, from the boys fame. Yeah. I like Jack Quaid. Like, I think he's. He's pretty good here. I like I like him in the boys. Obviously, I think he's great in that. Um, yeah, he's fun. I think Jenna Ortega's great. Like she's she's really compelling to watch. I enjoy the twins. I really like Jasmine Savoy Brown. Like she's she's great. She's great in Yellow Jackets. I don't know. I'm a big fan of Yellow Jackets. So yeah, yeah. Enjoy her and her brother. 
Yeah, I, I I like this this crew and like especially when you go into six, like the core four. I do I do like that crew and yeah. um spoilers, but I'm glad like the core four is still intact. Like I was like, okay, cool. No, I like I like their banter and I like yeah. their, mm. oh, I on, could Karen, I could honestly take or leave Sam Car- like Melissa Barrera, Sam Carpenter. I Yeah. She's the one the I like the least of the core four for weak sure. Link, yeah. Link and she's the the lead, so it's a yeah. bit odd but yeah i i think it's funny because in this in scream five she is yeah she is the lead like she is kind of the final girl she is the screen queen of it and then it's interesting i think i don't know if i'm reading into it but i feel like all sort of everyone's understanding is like no general Tager is where it should go with like yeah. i think she is a just a better actress yeah and i had the same thought watching this again i was like yeah melissa barrera is like she's fine she's just not particularly interesting in these she's very no. kind of I don't know if it's just she's one note or what, but she's just not overly compelling. Um, she she feels very one note in Scream 5, I think, and the direction they're taking with 6, I think, is kind of interesting, especially if they make her to be the one of the killers in Scream. Oh, you know, oh, in the geez, next Scream. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of there for that. But, the girl. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of there for that. Like, I think that could be interesting. Um, but, yeah, it's yep. just, she's kind of one note in both movies. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it's it's good having the, like, the... um. The two groups, you obviously got the original trio with Dewey, Gale, and Sydney. Yeah. And then you have these younger ones there. Yeah, so personally, I don't, I don't care actually for, for either of the twins. What you're really? going to get, I was, yeah, I don't, because, so Mindy is the Randy, like she's the film one yes. who just spews the exposition. And, and they're mm. Randy, like Randy's their uncle, isn't it? That's yes. right. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And Mason is kind of like, and he's, I don't know. He's kind of a new inception. He's just the, he's the literal Chad. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Something about him, like Mindy, I just, just comes off as very like, like Randy's really kind of, he's dorky. Like he's, he's the useful offsider, but he kind of, no one likes him and he knows that. Yeah. Whereas she's, I don't know. She's comes off as obnoxious in this. I don't think it's the actress. Like I think she's really good as well. I just don't like the character. There's, there's some good comedy on her part i feel like oh, if it's just in delivery or whatever especially in six i don't know even her getting attacked like sorry to jump ahead but like some of yeah. the was just like oh fuck, I got it yeah again. yeah it's come like on that, those my... <laughs> like, yeah. i agree those parts are good yeah but i yeah i don't know i i'm not as in love with this group as i as i was in with the originals i think like grinder nailed it though. Like I think Sam does lack that sort of charisma, and I guess they have more than her. So, in the yeah. core four, <laughs> yeah, the better half so. of it. But yeah. I like yeah. the twins better in Scream Six than Scream Five. Yeah, I, I don't know what changes yeah. there, but I, I enjoy it. Same. Uh, Dewey dies. The you know one of the OGs. They let him go, as requels tend to do. Mm. That was that. Did that hit for you guys? Like, was there an, an impact there, or it was for me? Does anybody care about Dewey? <laughs> yes, everyone cares about Dewey's. <laughs> look, Dewey's an interesting character, and there's there's something here that I've been mulling over watching just after seeing Scream Six, because there is there's that real franchise DNA to it, and we'll talk at no length, but I'll mention it now in case I forget. The fact that no one no one really dies in Scream Six is a real sin, is a real, real problem that I have. Mm. And Dewey kind of, even like his character, like the kind of the hero, but he's really dumb. Like that's kind of a holdover from a different time. Those characters don't exist because every character now, as you see in franchises, is pretty witty, is pretty cool, is pretty savvy. Is jacked to the is jet Is jacked and is apparently invincible despite taking 307 stab wounds and they've obviously done that to make him more relatable to us sort of thing but oh yeah i, I get it yeah i've survived yeah, yeah. i know no, i'm I, with you yeah but this i think dewey's got that real like he is the most un kind of like not unsung hero like he's a he's a pretty crappy cop he know and he, the only reason he's good at this is because he's literally been stabbed and survived all these times. <laughs> like he's just he's fallen into it by circumstance. Yeah, his 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 life's a mess. But he's not like you know hard drinking, hard like uh, this thing. He's just he's a wiener. Like that part when he's like, "Well, maybe you're the killer," because that hurt. Like he's he's really soft. <laughs> and like I I like this Dewey. Like in Scream Five, yeah. like I really like that Dewey. That he's just 
he's just beat up and old. Yeah, and yeah. Like, he's been through a lot of shit. But he's but he's not like cynical old. He's still kind of like lovable and just a bit. He's a bit doofy. He's David Arquette. Yeah, like there is a real charm to it where he's not just like the wise and he's not wise and he's not stoic. He's like he's still the same character, and like, there's a real holdover magic to that. And so then seeing him die is actually like ah. Oh, it both works because it's like, yeah, you need to kill characters. Like yeah. killing characters keeps these things fresh and interesting. Anything and, can happen. Yeah. And then there is like a certain magic to it of like, oh, it's, yeah, he's, I think he's a real sort of like moral core of the whole franchise. Cause he's just kind of like overwhelming goodness in the face of it all. Yeah. yeah. And so to have him finally die, this is like, oh, okay. It, it hits a little bit of like, okay, what is, what does the future now look? Because like, who else is there left in the group besides really handsome guy? If he comes back in Scream Seven, who's just like an all-round just nice person, like, mm. yeah, it's, it's, it's really it is really handsome guy. He is, he is the uh, what is he? He's like the moral core. Without, I don't know. He seems like he'll be that guy. Yeah, yeah. The tough, I want the I, tough, exterior, I, tough exterior, but the soft, soft, gooey center. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Should Sydney have died? Like, this is where, if yeah. she's, if she, I don't know if they knew she wasn't going to come back again, or no, yeah, no, they didn't. So this is where it gets yeah. super ultra meta because it's like, what do they do now? Because the real world is actually affecting this. Like, and she's just like, no, I'm holidaying. I mean, I'm away. Like, I'm not coming back. Like, I'm staying safe. Yeah. Well, no, because I think there are plans. I think there would have been plans to like, yeah, kill one, then maybe kill another, and then either kill everyone but Sydney, or yeah. eventually kill her off in like Scream Eight or Nine, and have it as a big sort of payoff when she's just had enough and she is Ghostface and she gets the group. And this is Groot like this is the magic of this franchise: is you can literally just do these things, and even <laughs> if it's kind of even if it's kind of silly, it's like that's cool. There's something. There's something charming to that. Like in, in one of them, turns out Sydney snaps after nine nine killing massacres. It's like, yeah, that's probably you know, enough to do. Scream Eight is what finally pushed me. Yeah. All that exactly. other stuff. I is it all my it. friends, but uh, uh-uh. yeah, not so, same. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the more cardinal sin is not killing Gale in Scream Six, but yeah, that's we'll, what, I want to talk about we'll, that. But we'll get to that. We'll yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do Do you guys like the stab? angle that they they're pushing here where like they're trying to they're trying to fix the franchise yeah kind of. like it's very meta it's very yeah, yeah it does try to be very meta it just seems it's i don't know but it seems it's not a stretch like it's for not that to result in killings i don't know people are nuts man when it comes to movies people are doing mm. weird shit all the time i don't know okay. i i see you i see your point like the whole we love this franchise so much. We have to make the next guest stab. Like we have to kill people for the inspiration of the next movie. It is a little bit of a reach, but I guess the whole conceit of the film is like, is it's kind of a parody of that old, you know, your mum being like horror movies will turn you into killers and old politicians being like video games make you murder people. Like, I think it's, there's a very clear tongue in cheek satire of yeah. horror, horror culture being celebrated is going to turn everyone into murderers. It's like, we got to celebrate that in and of itself and show that it doesn't. So I think there's it's more on the nose in this where he's like he's they're literally like yeah this franchise is so important to us that we as fans will murder murder like you know everyone we can. Yeah. But I, I think that works in the par- in the parodies like the parody nature of the franchise. You, you don't like it? Uh I didn't it just feels like a stretch. I don't know like I'm surprised they continued on with that a bit in the next film. Okay. Not, not like they didn't directly with the whole plot, but the the opening, you know, the the fake out at the start with the fake killers, mm. and then well, real real killers, but different. real killers, true, yeah. but not the killers we were after. Yes, not the killers you're looking for. I it's been pretty pivotal to the idea to the DNA though. Remember the opening of Scream Two is the yes. stab premiere. Yes, and it's like this is just chaos, and everyone is out here, and someone could like. Yeah, it works for me, I guess. I, I mean, maybe Stab is where we get the mutated killer whose face has become the Scream mask. Or, and that's where know, they get weird with it. Ghostface goes to space. I don't mind. Yeah, because there, there is that one scene where Richie's watching them 
and he's like this jacked dude with no sleeves and he's got like a metal ghost face mask and a flamethrower. Yeah, that's right. And then he calls in and he's like, yeah, this is, he's like, this movie is nothing like the originals. So I think you're right. That's, that is probably where you'll see that like, that parody of it go even further. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you guys like Skeet Ulrich and the, you know, ghost, ghost dad? Uh, no, but I... I don't Mine's know if that's just because cool. I don't like Sam Carpenter. I don't like. I don't. I don't know if I should just. I don't like that whole character and that whole decision. It's it's kind of cool to see him back as Billy Loomis again. Like mm. I don't know if, if it's just a nostalgia thing for me. Even though I only watched the first Scream a couple of years ago, like yep. it's 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 cool. He's not doing much. I feel like so. It's 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 cool. No, no. But he's not the one you want to come back, is he, Luke? No. <laughs> <laughs> you, you Where is Matthew Lillard? You Matthew Lillard? I, keep, I keep waiting for Matthew Lillard and like Stu Marker to come back and be the thing. And I keep expecting it. I expected it in five and I expected it definitely in six, the whole time in six. And then when they, they alluded to it, I was like, that's probably too good to be true now. They've alluded to it. Yeah. Oh, if you believe he's dead. And I was like, oh, man, dead. it's not so going to be him. So there was this big, there was like a big sort of, conspiracy or you know people trying to figure out what was going to be the direction for scream six and a bit of like one of the main theories was that they're like Stu will come back because we the tv might not have killed him yeah and so Peter, like that was the sort of leading theory for the longest time like Stu was going to come back in scream six which would have been re- pretty fascinating hmm. out of all the but deaths I, it's like the least obvious that oh like you know he could be alive um it, it would but wouldn't that just be super bizarre? Is like I've been in hibernation for thirty years, and now I'm enacting my revenge. It's Matthew Lillard. Doesn't it break the formula too much, too? Though, like he can't yeah. be—he cannot be a character in this story without us thinking he's going to be the killer, right? Like, yeah, um, it, it would be and very. He can't yeah. appear out of nowhere as the killer either. Really, like, it doesn't work. No. Unless they reach like Scream Nine, where it's intentionally like there's no. This is all nonsense now. We just do anything we want. And then Matthew Lillard comes back. And Vin Diesel. Or maybe in the in a stab movie, Matthew Lillard yeah, appears. And Matthew Lillard kills him. That'll be great. Yeah. yeah, definitely. All right. Should we move on to Scream 6? Yeah, do it. The reason we're all here. In the next installment, the survivors of the Ghostface killings leave Woodsboro behind and start a fresh chapter in New York City. Change of location. Is it, this is the first screen movie to not take place in Woodsboro? It is. It is. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Number three takes... No, actually... No, no, I'm wrong. Number two takes place in college somewhere. Yeah, I was going to say, it's it's, still... is it in Woodsboro? I'm sure one of them I don't know. College. I don't understand. American towns are weird, though, because they're <laughs> all like, here's a town, and then like 10 miles down the road is another town. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. oh, we're different, but it's it's really not. They're essentially it's in the same, same precinct. Yeah, so I, I like I. For all I know, there's a city just down the road that's like a 20 minute drive that is not Woodsboro, but it, yeah. But the number three takes place in Hollywood, so I'm wrong. Oh, true. That's yeah. right. I thought this was the first. I feel like this one had more of like an identity of being away. The Does. Hollywood one was cheesy. Yes. I didn't like Scream Three, so I, I enjoyed this new setting. It felt different and ominous, and it felt city like. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Like. I- I was going to say, I really enjoyed the opening for this movie. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like this, you know, this Tinder date gone wrong. That's a really good, like, play on the phone call kind of, right? That she's yep. chatting this dude up and then just dying in this alleyway while people are walking past. Yeah. It's pretty brutal. And that's really good. Yeah. What As the it's hell? Flash. flash. It's just got those great meta things. Like, Samara Weaving was in Ready or Not, and that was directed by these these radio silence guys yeah right so it's, it's kind of like she's kind of like a, a you know sort of an up-and-coming screen queen so it's got the same like charm to that then yeah tony rivalori comes out and it's like this kid this kid <laughs> the whole time i was gr- like i know this voice i was like i know this voice of this dude on the phone who is it and then when i see him i was like oh yeah i saw him on the poster i should have put two and two together but oh, i was he on the poster was he so yeah, the poster's like than- a huge fake out because yeah he's, he's big he's like- samara weaving's huge they're like bigger than oh. the main characters almost. <laughs> like up there. And then it's like, oh, yeah, five man. minutes, they're both gone. Played you. Played you for a fiddle. Yeah. I really yeah. enjoyed the opening. I really did. No, the opening's great. Because again, it does it both it does it does a kill. But yeah, it's the first time you see a ghost face unmasked before the final reveal, which yeah. is really cool. And yeah, it kind of includes it again shows like this is the killing of a of an unofficial ghost face as well. Yeah. This yeah. is and then obviously it ends with that great line, who gives a hell, like who gives a shit about movies? It's like, yeah. 
oh, okay. So they're like, we don't care about our formula anymore. Like, I'm, this is exciting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I'm still getting analyzing the poster. Yeah, yeah. analyzing the poster. Yeah. I I, I really enjoyed the core four. Like I think they have some good banter, some good chemistry in this movie. Like more so than Scream Five, in my opinion. Yeah. Yep. I feel like the banter's better. I feel like, and that could be you know you have Jenna and Ortega more involved. It does feel more like she's not just in the hospital for the whole movie and yep. coming back at the end. Um, there's this, yeah. the sibling rivalry going on. You've got the different relationships going on. You've got the thing with the the neighbor. Yeah. Um, that is this whole thing of like, is he the bad dude or what's going on here? Mm. It's, yeah, I, I feel like the banter and the comedy from especially the twins even in this one is better than Scream 5. But yeah. You didn't think it was a bit cheesy? You didn't think there's a lot of like cheesy sort of like we're friends? Oh, there you is. Know, we're best friends forever. It's, <laughs> but it's scream. It's going to be cheesy. Yeah, but, but they're it's... all sitting around a table sharing a meal, reminiscing. You know, you can enjoy Who that and know that? it's cheesy at the same time, right? Like, Who does that? Who no. sits around a table? And well, exactly, exactly. <laughs> they should have had a podcast together. Really? When are we going to get the podcast as the main crew? That's Scream Seven. Their therapy is their podcasting. Yeah, yeah. and they're chatting over Discord, like playing Halo. Like, oh man, I can't believe we escaped Ghostface again. You know. That's what I want to see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, the setting works really well. Like, it is cool to have sort of that. Again, like in the original, you had that that core group. You had Sydney, Gail, Dewey. You had um, you had Randy in the second one. Like, I guess that, all right, that, that leads to my question, Michael. Do you guys, does it strike you as a problem, though, that we still have the exact same four? And it seems like we might have the same four people in films going forward, like... How long can they keep up this Sam Carpenter is has a dark side thing. Like I feel like that's got to come to a head in the next movie, surely. At least another four movies. No, no <laughs> way. No. no way they can keep having What's-His-Face show up. Well, and talk, talk to her he needs reflections. Mo- he needs money too. Yeah, back. like I think and he wrote in his contract, he gets, he gets 10 films at least to pay for his to pay for rent. Yeah. Um but we, we, we brought it up earlier. Gail should have died, right? Oh, absolutely. But n- not just Gail, though. Like, like why, one of the core four should have died. Maybe maybe Chad should have died. He would considering be how many stabs lane. he has taken. Yeah. Considering how brutalized he was. He's a Chad. Uh, I guess that's the, that's the message. He's Jenna's new love interest, too. So They get stabbed a lot in this. And like, it's like... Like a hundred percent in the old films, you'd be like, "Oh, that character's dead," and like they yeah. get stabbed like four times, climb across the ladder, across to the other building, and then they're yeah, like, okay, we're good. Let's yeah, keep fighting. Exactly. Well, yeah, it's I don't know. Gail definitely should have died. That was a big sin. Like that really, that really frustrated me. Yeah. Um, but were again, you I wanted want... to during that scene. Were you like, "Oh my god, they're going to kill yeah. Gail?" Or yeah, totally was. I was like, "Oh, this is yeah, this is the kill of the like, this is kind of the legacy kill." And I, I wonder if oh, you go. I was just going to say, and there's actually like several moments in that fight where it plays on the thing of like, oh, he got the killing blow. Like, you know, where Mm. she's distracted for a second and then he like jams the knife in her again. It's like, oh, they are actually going to do it. And then she keeps fighting back. And then it's like five minutes later, they've crashed through another wall and he gets her again and stabs her in the chest. And she's like, ah, and it's like, oh no, she's dead again. And then it's like, oh, it's done. Then it's like, oh, there's a faint pulse. Really? Yeah. yeah, like as soon as they get there, it's just like, oh no, yeah. she's good. She'll be I back. I, just, I don't, I don't want to look at Courtney Cox's dead eyes anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't want to be too mean, yeah. but and they're just... only going to get deader. Yeah, no, it, it, it was noticeable in this, especially like, oh yeah, you're totally right. I, I just wonder how much of it was that was the original plan, and then Neve Campbell dropped. You know, there was a pay dispute, so obviously she said she wasn't coming back because she didn't feel like it was fair. So is that the and reason? So, That's the reason. Yeah, so, so she was set to come back. Um, but yeah, there's a pay, dispute over pay, and she just sort of said, "Yeah, it's not, you know, not right." And so uh, she dropped out. And so I wonder mm. if, we, if with that, they're like, "Well, they've only got one legacy character left, really." So yeah, yeah, they have to hold on to it, I guess. We just read, like, obviously, we read out the stats earlier. Like, it's doing well at the box office. How many people in 2023 are going there because Courtney Cox is in this film again? Like. Does she have name appeal that people like, 
oh, Gail Weathers is in this. We need to go check out the new Scream. I, I, I feel I, like the the people that are going to see this, like the new generation they're appealing to, don't know who this is or like really yeah. care too much. They want to see Jenna Ortega. <laughs> like I mean, I think you'd be, you'd be surprised how big of an audience Friends still has, which is weird. But but I agree. You're right. Like, yeah, no one is like she is not big name on the on the marquee. You know, it's not like. That's why this movie went on without her. Like I'm not saying yeah. I'm not saying cancel this franchise without her. No, I know you're not. Like, if anything, I'm, I'm with you more. I'm like, yeah, Courtney Cox needs to die. I just, I think for like the narrative beats and you know, for the meta-ness, they're kind of like, oh, we need her in. We need someone in there then to keep riffing on that. I really think that's the main reason. Like they're committed to the the internal logic too much be, to be like they want to be meta just kill her off and bring Jennifer Aniston as a new reporter in the next would be quite meta you're right you know and that, that's out... David Schwimmer let's give <laughs> <laughs> what's Phoebe up to these days I don't uh, there, know the actress's yeah. name they're in New York you could do it yeah yeah <laughs> friends still live there could, could they just resurrect someone like they did it with Kirby potentially died. right i'm glad for that even though she's yeah. like a bit of a different character but i'm glad that she could randy come back was he living in witness protection all these years or something like i was i was <laughs> waiting for randy to come back because that kill i still doesn't feel earned in that film you don't like, like the, band the kill? Band. no it's no. almost like even when i watched that for the first time i remember being like oh he's gonna come back like by the end of this film, he'll be back. I was, and then when it did, uh, the movies kept going. I was like, "Oh shit, they really killed Randy there." And then there was the whole thing—he left tapes. <laughs> like if you, oh, that's, yeah. that's that's perfect though. That's such, that's so on brand. <laughs> yeah, so he's done for. Um, yeah. What's, what's Jamie Kennedy doing these days? He's looking rough, but no, I I think what you said though before is like this, like this movie knows it's knows enough of it where it's from to not go weird. It it has seen like Friday the 13th go wacky. It has seen Texas yeah. Chainsaw Massacre become a terrain wreck. It, it knows exactly what the genre is and it knows that the genre has a long history of losing its place and having to be rebooted. And the reboots work because they go back to the original. So I really don't think it'll ever go wacky and be like, you know, oh, it, when I just go complete straight, like we've resurrected somebody and there's like supernatural magic now that's kind of caused it to happen. See, because, yeah. I was waiting for like the post credit scene to be like a knife on a pedestal and like Matthew Lillard walking up and being like, fine, I'll do it myself. <laughs> All his ghost faces have failed. He'll he'll be the one. He's the, spirit, the he's true the spirit of ghost face. Scream universe. Yeah. You know, there's, al- but, there's always one. There's always one ghost face at all times. It's a it's the cosmic balance. Yeah. They 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 should have killed Gail. Do they do they not need that link to the past anymore? Then you think, just move on. I think with this, I think at this point you don't because you you developed um, Sam Before. and yeah, like you've got these characters now. So you killed. You've had two movies with them. So the yeah. third movie, like you're right, General Taylor is selling this film. She is the draw card. She's what keeps young audiences coming. Older audiences are going to come to this franchise regardless because they're the ones who would be like, I want to watch Scream. Like, the, yeah, there is, there's, no, there's no audience that's like, I'll spend Friday night seeing what Courtney Cox is doing in a horror film. It's like, no, there's no. Scream fans and there's younger fans who like celebrities but of the day. I can also see the people who are middle-aged that – their nostalgia thing is like Hayden Panettiere from Scream 4. And it's like, so it's a got girl. that Might now be. as a, as a throwback character that's come yeah. back sort of thing. Yeah. But bring back I've... the Colkins. Bring, bring Macaulay into it now. His brother was there. <laughs> it's like brother, it. brother of a killer. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. It's right on yeah. brand. Yeah. What's how much meth has he done recently? <laughs> Not much. No, he's, he's pretty normal good. actually. He's yeah. He's going well. It's always at wrestling out. events. He's, he's turned his life around. No, he's friends with that farmer, bro. So, you know the guy who um, oh, Martin Shkreli. Yep. All right. Yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> We're in the weeds. We're in the weeds. <laughs> Either way, yeah. No, like, did that not bother you guys? Not only her death, but the fact that neither of the core four. I think I'm still hung up on this. It the did feel like somebody should have died. Yeah. yeah. Somebody I cared about should have died. Even like. Of her friends, the one that died didn't actually die. Like she comes back, it feels like it's like mm. yeah. a friend. Um, yeah, just... the, the the sex positive roommate. 
Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The, the only one who really dies is Mindy's love interest, who gets the latter death. Yeah, and yeah, and like I say, it's like she's she's a red shirt. She's brought in and killed, and yeah. this this is where my this is where my cynicism comes in about the franchise nature because you know we've had the twenty first century has been dominated by franchises. We obviously haven't. We have superhero films now that just don't kill people because characters are bankable. And so you're constantly introducing new ones and splicing it. Like, do you think this is where they go with that? Do you think it comes down a, it goes down a path of safe characters? And it's like, we always have at least three or four that stick around because we don't want to alienate audiences or. I don't feel like you can set up this thing in this film of being like the core four and then kill one of them off in the same film. Set Mm. the core four up, get out of here. And people have the expectation. Okay. These four are safe. And the next one, boom, kill one off. Maybe. Someone, someone has to die in the next film. Yeah, doesn't work if they don't. Definitely. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be very upset if they don't. And Gail, Billy Gales. Maybe she'll die off camera though. Yeah, I she wouldn't died. care if she died off camera. Honestly, died from her injuries. <laughs> Went back home to be with her people. Who knows? She's on holidays with Neve Campbell. Yeah, yeah. They, they, don't worry. They've they've called. They're staying safe. They wish us the best. I like that idea. They're both just yeah, they're on a beach, <laughs> on a beach together somewhere, and they check in every now and then. I got another one. This um, this film had some of the most standout like set pieces, though. I think, like the train scene specifically. I'm thinking about the subway. Mm, that was cool. Really, yeah. really, really effective. It was tense. Then, like it actually yeah. had some tension, unlike Scream Five. We don't even talk about Scream anymore. He just still wants to throw shade. Sorry, I I, I hate Scream. I did really enjoy that train (laughs) scene. Although the whole time, like somebody look at her. What the hell? Like, yeah, this is America, man. Not only America, (laughs) New York City. Yeah, that's Halloween or some shit. Everybody's dressed up. Yeah, it's Halloween for like the whole weekend. Yeah, seems. I I kept being like, why are people still wearing masks? It's been two days. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. This is like a magical version of America. Yeah, I don't know how American holidays work. Neither. But is that like the latter scenes? Pre- I like I like the latter scene as well. Yep. It's, yeah. 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 Like you know something's going to go wrong, but it's just it's kind of tense. Waiting and you, for it to happen. Yeah, and then when Ghostface gets in there, he's got the ladder and he's just like shaking it. It's like oh crap. It's a brutal death too. Yeah. It is. The theater is good. Like I like the the monument to to Ghostface, mm. and then the. Yeah, they're running around backstage and stuff. I think it works well. Yeah, I love I love the whole the notion of like it's just there's a couple of rich kids now, so it's like film fans again. Yeah. Obviously in, in the second one is Timothy Olfan is just like a massive film nerd. Bring him back. He's Please. he's very he's I very love dead. Timothy Olyphant. We yeah. all we all want him back and everything, but he's dead. I know. <laughs> what did you guys think of the of the reveal? I didn't see it coming, so I had a weird suspicion about the the cop near the start, but I think by the end I'd sort of forgotten about like that yeah, suspicion. Yeah, so. I was more suspicious of Kirby. No, I, I don't know. Something about Quinn, though, seemed off to me. Like her death was a little too soon. Not sure. Yeah. I had my suspicions that she wasn't dead for some reason. Yeah, well. Not- and then the quiet kid, like the whole time they're like, you're the killer, you're the killer. It's so suspicious he, of him. And, and he, he was, was the killer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was the same as with the fifth run, right? Richie, it's like, it's always the love interest. And then it was the love interest with Richie. It's like, oh, yeah. yeah. You did kind of you did kind of tell us this, so we just forgot about it. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, I called that it would be the detective and and Ethan. I was like, it's got to be them. I had no idea that, you know, they were going to do a fake out death with Quinn. Yeah. And then the whole thing. Their, their kid, his kids. Yeah. That came out of nowhere. Which was like I was a bit. When he of, said, "I've lost both my kids," I'm like, I, that I was like, "Oh, that's a weird line." I feel like there's some weird thing going on there. Mm, weird. Yeah, but I didn't pick up. Oh, that's his son, and this and that, and whatever. But yeah, no, neither. It's yeah. it's it's a really strange choice to defend your killer son. Like, I, I don't <laughs> know. The the math ain't mathing there. Like, there's something that doesn't add up. Like when you're when you're a cop as yeah, a cop as well. You're... Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, I it's okay to disown films. your kids. <laughs> I did wonder for a moment, because he's talking at the end how, like, we got to make it appear like the Reddit was true or something. 
And I yeah. couldn't think, I wasn't sure for a moment, it was like, does he actually believe those theories or, but then, yeah, but then he goes through, it's like, here's a movie he made. So, you know, he, yeah, he's just, he's just unhinged as well. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if, I guess if, again, it's like, it's got the meta, it works with the meta sense. Like in number two, it's the mother of Skeet or Billy. Yeah. And that's riffing on Friday the 13th energy. And so it works again. This is the father of the killer from the previous film. Yeah. Literally, um, it's right there. It's like... It's, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It keeps it secret by not telling you who that he's the father. But yeah, it's, it's the exact same play. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. And you have three killers. Like, that's that's new. That is three. Yeah. Hmm. True. I, I wonder if I would have liked a bit like... Do you know in Hot Fuzz how there's that great thing where he's trying to he's trying to find the killer and like he just keeps running away faster and it's like how yeah. is this happening and then it's revealed there's like a hundred of them yeah I kind of wish they'd done that something with that you know sort of leaned into like he's like two deaths happen at the same time or something or he's in, somehow like they keep seeing him or he, he's just too fast like is, how is this happening lean yeah. into that a bit more but yeah they never do no they don't that could be fun you're right ghost face. it was fun. In mm. Hot Fuzz. In Hot Fuzz. There was a bit of debate online about Ghostface having a gun. How did you guys feel about it? I think it looked badass. Oh, the bodega scene, yeah. Yeah, I think he needs a gun all the time, actually. The reaction to that trailer was like, everyone was like up in arms, like, Ghostface doesn't have a gun. And it's just like, I didn't think he would be carrying it for the rest of the film. Um, it's a really cool scene. I feel like it's a standout scene in the whole movie. It's like a really tense yeah. scene. Yeah. Um. It's it's really cool and it looks badass. Yeah, like that yeah. looks cool. Like man, yeah, that looks really yeah. cool. Yeah, it looks terrifying. It's, it's really brutal as well. Like when he shotguns a guy in the face, it's like, oh, yeah. it, it's mm. very violent. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, they they upped the tension a lot of this one. Like this this film had more. It had sort of more horror, more gore, more like yeah, more tension than the previous one. Yeah, um, mm. which is again a good way to keep it relevant. Like. You can't just make tongue-in-cheek sort of horror comedies the whole time. You've got to be... Because people seem to just like getting scared still. So It's a cool direction. What do you guys think? Like, where do you think they go from here? Do you think they go back to Woodsboro? I hope not. In a weird way. Like, yeah, I don't think they need to. New York was cool. New York was cool. Oh, but they're not, they're not sticking around in New York. Yeah, No, Sam's... She's on the move. I reckon she comes back as the killer. Do you reckon that's? Do you reckon? Do you reckon that's the next film? I hope. Yeah, I, I kind of hope so. Like, I feel like they need to do something. I, we cannot have another film of her seeing hallucin- hallucinations. It like Maybe. It, you, I just can't. Maybe it gets more meta, and they have it in Sydney. Oh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's where she's on holiday. <laughs> and a, an Australian ghost face. G'day, you guys, g'day, Sam. You call that a knife? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yes, it's a giant knife. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite movies, Crocodile Dunn. <laughs> oh, yeah, perfect. Exactly. It basically writes itself. Yeah. It writes itself. Oh god. Yeah, and no, I don't. Sydney, when you got Sydney. I don't think we get any more Billy. I can't have any more Billy Loomis hallucinations. I like. Really? One more movie of it is enough for me. All right. What if Mindy starts having Randy hallucinations? I'm that, planning that a hallucination okay? in case I die in 20 years. <laughs> 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 yeah, she has a seance one night and then she's just in contact with him for the rest of the yeah, movie or something. She's like, she needs film advice. She's like, where does this movie go now? <laughs> no, I'm okay. Ripping it, looking at then. So Scream 3 is where they're making a movie. They're making the next stab movie. And so if they're going to riff on that film with their next film, like, what do you think that means? Like, do you think that's like a... Was that not the one where it was just the one sole go- ghost face? It's the... Was that three? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Next one is the one to either... Well, it's Sam or it's Stu Marker. He's not coming back. He's coming back. <laughs> I, here's the thing. Okay, I'm going out on a limb now. In the next three screen movies, we will see Matthew Lillard back. I guarantee it. All right. I'm going to try to scout his profile to see if he's signed any contracts to come back for screen seven. Stab. Stab is finally doing its re-sequel. And this is where Stu Marker comes back in. 
in stab. In, like yeah, I, I can see. I see that. I see him being in stab as a cat. No, right? he's going to come back. The Stumacher character, not Matthew Willard. Stumacher will be back. I want you to fight I want off you to... Billy Loomis's crazy daughter. After <laughs> yeah, he's he got the good him, guy. I'll he yeah, he, <laughs> Billy Loomis led him down a dark path all them years ago. And That's true. He did peer pressure. Yeah, he was he's peer here pressure. To he was just mentally not well, and Billy Loomis took advantage of that. Now his daughter's going crazy too. Look, that'd be a pretty great reveal. Like he becomes the new Dewey. He's just like I've had a lot of time to re- I've had a lot of time to reflect. I've he's more make like a- Shaggy. Yeah, he's a real stoner. So I've got to make amends. And the whole oh, time, degree in in prison. And then, yeah. and then Sam's like, "Hey, you should come kill with me." And he's like, "No, I don't do that anymore, Sam." Yeah, I'm going to report you to the police. <laughs> that's what people would do. Yeah. Um, Done. I see that. I see them making a true crime mini series. For an unnamed streamer, and that's where they uncover, you know, someone comes out of it. Mm. Or a podcast. That'd also be interesting. They're making podcasts about stab films. Serial. Yeah. Have, yeah, have Sarah Kane in. <laughs> She's like doing a thing on yeah. the original Woodsboro High. She could be the new she could be the new Gale. She, she should be. Yeah, oh, be that'd be so her. dope. Have her be a, yeah, doing a serial crime podcast and she's there interviewing people, being like, What about the disappearance of this person? And they're just mm. like yeah. Wow. Dude, hire us. Yeah. Radio oh, silence. Her We're investigations right unveil that Stu Mark is still alive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Actually, yeah. She's like, we'll call him Mr. S for now. And then, yeah. <laughs> Boom. Somehow that awakes some, awakens something in him and he becomes the killer again. Or he's the good guy. I, no, he, yeah, he needs to be. Sam. I like that idea. Yeah. He's the hero and Sam's actually the one killing. And it's just it's an inversion on that. Yeah, sold. There we go. That's the future of the franchise right there. Hire Done us. In, in an hour, 20 minutes. Well. All right. Anything else you want to say about Scream 5 or 6 or Scream in general? We may be here again. I feel like we'll just do these movies when they come up. Yeah. Keep this franchise alive. It's great. Like yeah. It. I agree. I'm sorry that I enjoy meta-textual no, references. No, it's fine. It's fine. Look, I, I like that you like it. I like the meta side of it. Do you ever get sick of meta? Like, do you feel like there's too much meta? Like, there, to- there totally is. There definitely is in general cinema. Yeah. I feel like this plays... I feel like this kind of skates in, though, because it's like we're meta, but we're not... We're kind of meta with ourselves. It's like meta of this specific genre and tropes, and it's a bit more, like, sarcastic about it. Mm. I think the problem with... I think the issue with everything going meta now is itself serious about it. Whereas this, these couple ones especially have been actively like, we're meta about how this genre is kind of silly. And, you know, yeah. there's, there's inherent, you know, people just keep getting killed and no matter what you do, you're just going to die in a horror film. And like, I, I think it works when it's got that sort of, that, yeah, that sarcastic edge to it. If it took us, if it started taking itself seriously and went down like a true horror, like, really exploring the which is why i'm a little bit scared as well if they go down the path of sam becoming the killer like i talked about it with halloween i love the idea of like the influence of something creating a killer somewhere else yeah i'd just be worried if they do that if it was if it would go too self-serious with the whole the trauma of this has changed her you know tries to get like become a meta commentary on that stuff that's where i'd be be like check yourself scream but i think not yeah, it goes in as, as long as it's just a meta awareness of the genre, though. I think I like that because it's like that's what it is. A lot of other horror films don't do that, so that's it's its own thing. Um, yeah. If they couldn't afford Sydney for this one, how are they going to afford Jenna Ortega after Wednesday? Ma, so she talked about working on Wednesday being really involved in the writing process. Like there'll be a lot of parts where she would say this line, you know, I'm not doing this line. That's not for the character. Mm. And so I think some of the writers came out where actually like besmirching her and really angry, like saying she was really entitled to the stuff. Cause she was in an interview. She's like, yeah, I was protective of the character. I was, I made some calls about this and the script editor didn't like it. So I feel like she is a little bit of a, She's not like a, you know, she's not like a bad movie star. She kind of, I think she does take projects because she wants to. Like she took Wednesday because she wanted to work with Tim Burton. Does she want to keep doing Scream? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that's, if she does, I think she would do it. I don't think she'd be like, you owe me $100 million for this movie. I, I, 
I hope she would be like, I like what this franchise is, so I'll keep doing it for a decent rate. Yeah, I'd, I'd be more worried about Matthew Lillard coming back and saying, I need $70 million. I mean, dude, <laughs> I need that shaggy money. He is, you can't afford, you know. I think the success of these two movies grows their budget too. I mean, the budget already increased by a quarter for this film. Yeah. I could see it going up again to afford these actors. Like, obviously they're, you know, they're pretty successful. Uh, it's, yeah. Cinema's weird these days. Like, is anything short of Avengers Endgame successful? Yes. It's stupid to try and compare everything to that. But, yeah, on their, in their own yeah. way, they're very successful, I think. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, interesting. Uh, was the post credit scene worth saying for? Yeah. I, I, thought, I, thought it was fun. I thought it was funny. Yeah, I had fun with it too. It's as good as any Marvel post credit scene now. Like Pretty every much. Marvel post credit scene is a joke. So I'm like, it, it's on brand. There's no post Marvel credit scenes where it's like, oh shit, they just revealed a new character. Like it's none of that anymore. It's just always, yeah. You yeah. guys haven't watched Eternals. Obviously. Oh my goodness. Oh. <laughs> did it, did really it change the balance of power in the MCU? Harry Styles. Who gives a flying <laughs> anything? Yeah. The uh the cleaner was trying to kick us out. <laughs> he was like vacuuming right in front of us, ready to ready to get us yeah, out. Yeah, literally we were like the last ones there and then that line popped on and just like, all right, there we go. Bye. <laughs> cleaner man. She was yeah. What a jerk. Yeah. Alright, we ranking them. Six then five. Six is the better film. Let's rank them with the original trilogy. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah. No, no. I think for me, off the top of my head, it would be like, well, one is obviously the best. I feel like I really enjoyed four. I thought mine would go one, four, six, two, five, three. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds about right. I don't know. I don't remember like that- four, though. I think I'd be like one, no. six, two. I four was good. Four, five, three. I remember. No, I thought you liked three, Grana. Oh, I can't. Honestly, can't remember. (laughs) I'll go back and listen to the podcast tomorrow and let you know. Yeah. Either way, like these two are really good, like continuations. Yes, I I think I was ready to give up after Scream Five. Maybe it was just the mood I was in, but Scream Six, I I really did enjoy it. Yeah. All right. Thank you for joining us for the good, the bad, and the worst. This podcast was brought to you by The Taste of Iron by C.V. Clark. It's great. Check it out on Amazon. Got killers. Uh, it does have killers. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might like talk, hearing us talk about video games for at least one more podcast. And then after that, we're opening it up to other topics. We're broadening Whatever. our horizons. We'll ramble about things. Come and check it out. See our opinions on stuff. I don't know. that. On everything. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh, wow. <laughs> Our Two next podcast is about John Wick. John Wick 4. Looking oh. forward to it. It's like this is Conan month. It is. This is a good time to be me. But then we're, we're knocking him down with the Super Mario movie. So it's all going to come <laughs> crashing Knock him down. down a peg. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so check yeah. that out next fortnight john wick 4 uh r.i.p lance reddick uh you will be yeah. missed that's it's a real shame um john, john wick 4 as long as the the first three john wicks so combined <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all right well thank you for joining us for the good the bad and worst please check us out on spotify rate us review us tell your mum about us and we'll catch you next week see you.